You're listening to an encore presentation from the Transformation Talk Radio Network. Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Demartini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show that's coming up right next. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Hey, everybody, welcome. It's so great to have you tune us in and turn us on. And yes, I am sounding a little bit better. And thank you for all your kind words and blessings and Oh my gosh, so many healings that I've gotten. Thank you all for all of that. I think I'm on the tail end, just still a little nasal, but I think it just gives me a new sound, Benny, doesn't it? Like, gives me like a different sound. It's a creative sound. Yes, we're looking for it. Yes, exactly. It's almost like old school sci-fi, maybe. (laughs) Like, sure, anybody know that? Anybody know who Vincent Price is? Oh, my God. Did I just date myself with that dude? Oh, think. Okay. Think Thriller, the video and the voice that comes on at the end. That's him. (laughs) Uh, Welcome, everybody. We're talking about one of my favorite topics, but also I love that we're talking about it in the middle of Mercury and retrograde. Well, it's not in the middle. I guess it's at the beginning. But today, um, look, uh, Carmen, uh, Carmen's joining me here, Carmen Turner. Shot is joining me here today because she's got a great look. The book, I, it's just so much to talk about. I'm just going to skip a bunch of breaks. Sun signs, houses, and healing. Build resilience and transform your life through astrology. Now, why is that the coolest thing to look at? Well, I'll give you a couple of examples as to why it's cool to look at. One is we think of astrology like, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like you wake up and you get your horoscope. That's not the only part of astrology, everybody. And once upon a time, that's what I thought. And then I had my first chart done. And I remember way back a bunch of years ago, and the person that was doing it was an esoteric astrologer and looked at it and said, I want to tell you, your birth chart is kind of boring, but your returns are quite interesting. And so I just thought, okay, everybody else's birth chart is exciting, but really, you just told me it's boring. Well, she was like a triple Sagittarian like me. So of course she would be that direct. Right. (laughs) So today, Carmen is joining us because we're not only going to talk about this book, but we're going to talk about what it is Carmen has done to integrate, I love it, psychology, Christian astrology, social work. The basic, when you put all that together, it is literally life's path work. That's what we're talking about. And what is it that she's going to shine the light on today? Carmen, it's great to have you. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks for having me. So look, I love that we're going to get to talk about this, but I'm always fascinated, especially after I read a book like this. And I think about why would Carmen go in this direction? What is it about her and the fascination? 
And then I looked and I said, oh, <laughs> he got touched by this at a very young age. Carmen, great to have you. I got to ask you this question. What was it that you can remember of the first time astrology popped into your consciousness? What, what were you thinking? Were you thinking like, what? <laughs> <laughs> sure, sure. It, well, it all started when I was a, a senior in high school. I was 16 years old and I woke up one night and I saw a glowing ball of light in my doorway. Wow. And I, I couldn't explain it. I, at the time, I was a little bit afraid because it was the unknown. And I couldn't scream. I couldn't move. I just watched this thing. And it was about the size of a softball, like glowing uh, white, yellow. And it would just float in my doorway. And, and I remember the only thing I had control of was my mind. And I, and I could say, please don't have it come out of my room. Please don't. And it never did. And then I happened to be able to yell for my mother uh, after maybe an hour or so of laying there watching this thing. And she saw it too, which was validation for me because even before then I was very intuitive. I had experiences I couldn't explain. Let's just say that. But after that going ball light experience that changed me. And for the first time I went into a little bookstore in St. Louis called mystic Valley. And I started looking for my um, sun sign, uh, Virgo. And I found a little book about Virgo, which is my sign. And I bought my first astrology book and I was hooked. I re everything I read, it validated my experiences and in a practical way. And I thought, wow, how does, how is this working? How is this so accurate? And, and then I spent my life studying it, teaching it to myself and started doing consultations when I was 19. You know, now I'm wow. 46. I, I've been doing this a long time. I, you know, I always wanted to be a psychologist or a social worker and a teacher. And so uh, I, you know, went uh, well, and majored in psychology and I would do charts for fun for people um, and incorporate it in, in college. And, and then I became a licensed social worker. And I've always, I live astrology. It's like a part of when people get to know me, they know that I talk about it. I bring it into life in a practical way yeah. and to make it understandable to anyone that anyone can learn the basics and, and they don't need to shy away from it. it. It is a technical thing to learn, but you can learn the basic psychological astrology, which is my love, my passion. And I like to teach it to everyone. Yeah. And one of the things that I love about it is that you're kind of like me in a sense, is that we have this other training or what is a better word for it? Training, education, I don't know, whatever you want to call it sure. in some of the social sciences. And so when you have this background in social sciences, psychology, sociology, whatever they are, and then you take the technical and the brilliance, you know, of looking at astrology from a very scientific, right, really yeah. cool place, you know, yeah. almost this, I had some, one of my um, friends said to me, you know, there's all the sacred geometry in yeah. astrology, right? And, and archetypes. And so when you start to look at things like that, and then you watch some of the psychologists like Jung and, and others that have come along, you could see how this is something that has been so intertwined. What are your thoughts on that? Yes, definitely. Um, you know, I love, you know, Carl Jung's work and uh, the archetypes really are associated with the 12 signs of the Zodiac, you know, the 12 archetypes that he um, talked about in his work. And then even 
you know, religion and in the Bible, I've, I've studied a lot about uh, astrology and different religions. And, you know, the 12 uh, sons of Jacob are represented the 12 signs and personalities of the Zodiac, you know, even back to uh, ancient cultures, um, you know, the signs were on money, they're in churches, all over Europe, you can find um, hidden astrology symbolism in the book of Revelation, you know, all throughout the Bible. And so I've just always been fascinated by that. And it really validated me, you know, being raised a Christian, I consider myself a Christian mystic. I'm, I'm very open-minded to other religions, Buddhism and everything. I've, I've always loved studying different cultures and religions. And that was my minor was religion and philosophy. So I learned a lot about uh, bringing that together. And I I traveled uh, Europe because I lived in uh, Germany twice. My husband was in the air force. So we traveled a lot and I would go into churches and see, I'm like, those are the fixed signs of the Zodiac on the ceiling of the church, you know, and started seeing these symbols throughout um, Europe. And, and it's just a part of culture um, and a part of our psychology. I, I just love it. And it's, it's a personality tool. Um, you know, in my job, as you know, is it when we do team building, yeah. you know, we do the four lenses and true colors, personality, the Myers Briggs, yeah. you know, all of these cool things. And I'm like, astrology is just even more accurate than this. Like this is the four elements that they're talking about, you know, orange, blue, gold, and green. And, and I'm kind of working on a book now uh, to incorporate some of that stuff. And that's one of my new ideas I'm working on, but it's just part of, um, it's part of our personality. It's part of our um, deeper who we really are. Um, just like, you know, why are twins different? Twins can have, you know, have different charts, different personalities, even though they're born the same day and year. And, and so I love it. I've, I, I love making it um, practical and using it as a tool for self-awareness and yeah. focusing on the positive um, personality traits that people have, you know, looking at, you know, these are your strengths, these are your gifts. And, and these are some maybe careers and things that you could do that would help you with self-care or, or to be happy, you know, or to have healthy relationships. And I really use it to help people um, learn more about themselves and others because it helped me so much in my own life. Yeah. And, you know, part of this is I was so lo- I so loved when I started to crack open, you know, the book and crack open some of your messages and just start to read it is I I loved that you came out of the gate, Carmen, with not just an introduction, but you really made it a point to remind us of self-care. And also and and I I it was like I had to go back over and, and I read it again. And the reason I read it again is because I love that you put it in there because very rarely do you find like a dialogue in a book and content in a book like this where somebody is saying, wait a minute, wait a minute, this is where we have to start, right? And then I love this line because this, I think, is one of the largest mistakes we make in our fields. This line, the reason self-care techniques do not work the same for everyone is because of the unique way the elements in our birth chart affect our ability to react to stress, heal, relax, and recharge. You know, doesn't that sound like so commonsensical? <laughs> but anybody you find, like yeah. they pull these things off the shelf. You know, in my corporate career in HR, I never understood how they can come in and give everybody the same thing. Yeah, exactly. It, 
it's it's such a I in the field I'm in I work with trauma survivors for the past 25 years most of my work has been with victims of sexual assault yeah wow trauma. and I work with other um, you know I oversee folks that are doing a victim advocacy work and so I I train them I mentor them I help them and one of the things I always do with them when we have team buildings is self care and the thing I started realizing is that. Some people cannot sit, sit and meditate and breathe and quiet their mind because they're, they're a fire sign. They're, they're active. They need to be doing physical things like walking, exercise, um, driving in their car, traveling, playing games, you know, doing um, that movement. It's hard for them to sit and really meditate like a water sign would or, you know, write and journal like, um, you know, the water and a earth signs can. So, and I, and I kind of was going that route with the book and, um, you know, and it was tweaked and edited a little bit, but I had a little bit more in there about it, but I wanted to give self-care prompts, you know, what are you going to do to self-care? And because it's something that as, as healers and helpers in the helping professions, we don't take care of ourselves. No. And it's amazing to me. I, I just took a leadership course um, through Washington University here in St. Louis. And we met like these amazing leaders in the community that were like, you know, CEOs um, of, you know, United Way, all of these people. And we yeah. got to ask them about, you know, what's it like, to, you know, what are your tips for being a good leader? What are your tips for handling conflict? And and I asked every single one of them the same question. How do you, how do you self-care? How do you make time? Because they're so busy and they're always doing something and, and always achieving, you know, working, always working. Yeah. And they said to me, they don't, they said, I don't take good care of myself. And I was shocked. Right. They're like, my daughter reminds me that I need to take vacation or, or leave. And they all admitted I'm not good at self-care. So it is something that is a need that we all need to focus on. What can we do for ourselves? Because no one's going to take do it for you. You have to take care of you because I love the saying, you can't fill from an empty cup. You know, you've got to have your cup full and then you can give, give, give and go, go, go right. Energy wise. But if you're drained and burned out and depleted, you can't help other people in, in the way they need it. Yeah. I love this. Um, as, as a matter of fact, for those of you just tuning in, I, I just want you to be aware that um, very special guest today, but I love this book for a lot of reasons. You know, Carmen, Carmen Turner, uh, shot joining me here today. Sun signs, houses, and healing. Build resilience and transform your life. Now, a lot of people, at least where I come from, I call this esoteric astrology in a sense, because what it's doing is it's talking about pathways, it's talking about choices, and it's talking about the interaction of things. And and, and I love what you, you talked about. You're a Christian mystic. So was Emma Curtis Hopkins, right? Which many people don't even know who she is. But you see, by combining this, these are ancient wisdoms and knowledge, right? So your approach to this goes like way back, like thousands of back, right? Mm-hmm. Like, why do we see all these glyphs in Egypt about what we're about to talk about today? Mesopotamia, why do we see before we could like speak it, the, this language? Yes. But this book is so fascinating. What was the underpinnings around 
why you wrote this book in this way, because it's different Mm -hmm. than a lot of like, pick up your astrology book, isn't it? Yes. Yes. Well, I'll be honest. What, what started um, my search for this was I actually wrote a book about the eighth and 12th astrological houses. That is where a lot of my research was was about the eighth house, which is the house of of death, rebirth, transformation, healing, growth, um, you know, very karmic house. A lot of learning comes when you have planets in that house. And I have a lot of planets in the eighth house and the 12th house. So that was my passion, learning more about 12th house people, eighth house people. And a lot of my Facebook groups, I have our astrology groups about the 12th house, eighth house. And my clients, a lot of people that find me are seeking me out because that's what a lot of my videos and education has been about was overcoming and mastering those two houses because it's a lot of um, life lessons, a lot of uh, loss, grief, but also spiritual gifts, psychic abilities, ability to heal others and yourself. And people don't always understand why they're the way they are. And when I do their chart, a lot of people have 12th and 8th house planets that are interested in these things, right? In astrology, in healing, in, um, you know, metaphysics and religion. And so I, I wrote a book about how people with 12th and 8th house planets can heal. And my first actual submission uh, to the publisher was a book about the 8th and 12th houses. And they kind of came back and said, you know, um, it's kind of too narrow, you know, for a, for a publishing company to really go. So I self published my eighth house book myself. It's called the mysteries of the eighth astrological house, Phoenix rising, you know, the Phoenix, the yes. resurrection and that book, um, has sold well, but it's self published. I just put it out there myself and that's how people got to know me. And then, um, of course I write a lot of, I have a 12th house book called the mysteries of 12th house fallen angels that I just published with John Hunt and it's coming out in uh, this August and um, I've always had articles and, and everything about it. But that is where my, my research has been. Yeah. Well, I've seen, it's amazing. It's amazing. I didn't know much about that. And then I was reading through your book as well. But one of the things I was fascinated about was, and by the way, that was the only uh, person I worked with that ever said my birth chart was boring. Um, I want to see it. I want to see it. I'll share my screen during the break. How does that sound? I'll probably drive Jacob crazy in that. Um, but when I think about what you're talking about, we're going to get into this because this is your book is also about healing and resilience. Yes. Now, you can learn a lot about astrology, but where are you when it comes to your ability to not just heal? like from a cold, Mm -hmm. but I mean, wounded healing, Mm -hmm. you know, traumatic healing. And people are thinking, well, that hasn't happened to me. Anybody that has just gone through COVID. Yes. There's some healing that needs to go on for that. It was traumatic. It was traumatic. And we don't even want to talk about it. I I have some friends right now that are, are, are just, they don't even know what to make of it. Yeah. But we're going to talk about you know, this approach to looking at sun signs, what does it mean to look at a sun sign and healing? Mm -hmm. And what happens to that sun sign when you look at it in your birth chart? Because Carmen, you do a beautiful job in saying, 
this is astrology in your birth chart. So you come right out of the gate. Tell us how the birth chart works relative to why people then want to get something like a solar return, which is, I guess it's a look ahead. Yeah. Can you help us understand that? Sure, sure. So there's many different types of charts. So your your birth chart, natal chart, is is your main personality. It's it's your it's your energy. You know, it's really all about energy, and it shows your emotional nature, your main personality, your career, how you are in relationships, how you are as a parent, how you how you overcome trauma, how you are with money. You know how your health is. You know we can see all of that in your natal chart, and, and once you have that done. Then what we do is we expand out and, and we look at your solar return chart, which is your your birthday chart. So it's like your one your one year chart. And we can see, OK, this next year, these are the energies coming your way. These are the these are some ways you may feel you may experience some things with your career, depending on what planets are in those houses. Right. Of the solar return chart, you can really get um, kind of a snapshot of what is this year going to look like for me? Right. And, and then we also always, I always want to look at someone's transit chart, which that, that shows me what is happening in each area of your life, which are the 12 houses. And each of those 12 houses rule certain things, career, health, relationships, marriage, um, spirituality, money, home and family, right? So we look and see what major transits are happening um, in your birth chart. And, and it's kind of like your, your birth charts in the center. And then there's a wheel on the outside of it that it's like, it's all images, pictures, and you can see, okay, we have someone has Pluto getting ready to go into their fourth house. That is a big, that is a big thing because that means that, uh, it's a planet of change, transformation, death and rebirth and growth and healing. So whenever I've had Pluto transit my fourth house, I've been through that. Um, I lost my grandmother. She passed away during that time. Ah. And there's certain major life things that you can predict. Um, moving, you know, I, I always see people tend to move. I move twice during that that transit of Pluto through my fourth house because it lasts many years. And so, and then Uranus, you know, those outer planets mess they mess with you for many years in each of those areas of life and and it's a uh, years of learning and experience until they move into the next area of life right yeah. So, um, yeah everyone everyone has a different um learning and lessons based on their transit chart and it's all based on your birth chart so the time of birth is so important because if you don't know your exact time it can yeah. change everything it changes yeah. what houses the planets are in um, you know, and when I have so many people come to me and ask me, Carmen, I don't know my time. Can you figure out my chart? And what I've been able to do is if I can see someone in person um, and meet them or see a picture or photo of them, you can the physical appearance and how someone acts when you first meet them, your first instinct and, and perception about someone. Yeah, you know, that's typically the rising sign and it can fool you. Because the rising sign may they may not have the sun sign and moon in the rising, and how you see them is not how they really are. They're very different. But if their rising is the same as their sun sign, what you see is what you get. That person is very similar to how you first meet them and and, and judge them to be. So it's really cool, and I can narrow down by their facial, you know, facial looks, 
um, asking them some questions, you know, about how, how people perceive them, how they feel in an environment, how they relate to stress. And I've been able to get a pretty accurate chart for people um, based on um, that two hour window of trying to get that right rising sign to get an accurate chart for someone that doesn't know their time. But the yeah. time is so important. And, yeah. uh, oh my God, it is. And, you know, you're absolutely right about the time because I remember getting a chart done where uh, whoever did the chart had my time off. Oh, yes. Um, yes. And then also on the return chart, didn't account for the fact that I was now in Seattle. But yes. even the difference between um, 2.50 p.m. Mm -hmm. and 11.50 p.m. made a difference. We're oh. going to take a short break, Benny, everybody out there. When we come back, do you have questions about your chart? Do you have questions about astrology for Carmen? Um, if you do, give us a call, 1-800-930-2819. Make sure you give Benny your birth date and where you were born. Just give Benny some information on that. Um, or if you have a general question, let us know. When we come back, how do we learn about what the signs are trying to tell us and how each sun sign can heal. Maybe strengths, maybe weaknesses, they're all in this book. But the end game, this is the end game, is resilience. Yes. It's great to maybe you're thinking about, what am I going to do with Uranus? But I will tell you, anytime Uranus was in my chart and where it was, I could pinpoint it, especially when it was in my career when it was in the house of careers, yes. losing a job after 24 and a half years out of nowhere. Yes. That's that. That's, that's that planet. That that's it's what that thing is doing. It blindsides you. That, that That's like, girl, you are not going in the direction <laughs> I need you to go. Let's yes. get you there. Yes. Um, Carmen, how do people get a copy of the book? How they find out about you? We're going to take a short break. Then we're going to come back. Okay. So, What's your website and how do we get your fantastic yes, my, book? My um, my website is www.the8and12houses.com. And then you can get a copy of Sun Signs, Houses, and Healing on Amazon.com, Llewellyn.com, Barnes yep. & Noble. If you Google um, the title, it'll pop up on several sites. You can order it. And it's, it's live now. It's, it's, it's uh, not pre-order anymore. So it's out there. Yes, exactly. So don't be afraid. Okay. Like if you, somebody hands you a transit chart that says, um, hello, transiting Pluto and semi sextile with natal Venus, or maybe it says transiting Neptune in quintital with natal Mars, or then maybe it says something like some kind of square with natal Uranus. <laughs> And then they just come on and they got squares and sex tiles and core tiles and a bunch of this stuff. And then you look in the end and Uranus comes up, especially if your ruling planet is mine, Jupiter. And it says transiting Jupiter in trine with natal, natal Uranus. January 27th to February 13th. What was going on with me then? But this is a mystery, except <laughs> if you're Carmen, let's take, I can't tell you how many of these trans and Uranus stuff is like in this chart. It just made my head explode. Let's yeah. take a short break. Everybody we will be right back.
Have you heard about shifting the collective vibration and consciousness on the planet? Join me, Kimberly Barrett, on the Sharing Love and Light show every first and third Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern at TransformationTalkRadio.com to explore the depth of vibration and consciousness on our planet and learn how you can shine your love and light. To learn more, visit SharingLoveAndLightShow.com. Healing has a ripple effect. One person's healing affects everyone around them. This is where the power of sharing our stories can be so important. Tune in to Playing on the Edge Radio with Megan Edge each month on Transformation Talk Radio as Megan provides you with ways of sustaining radical and powerful changes in your life. Enact the power of radical change. To find out more about Megan Edge, visit her website at meganedge.ca. Tune in to Knowledge Book Radio with host Marge Patasek, the fourth Tuesday each month at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Through many experiences, Marge was led to the Knowledge Book, a gift to humanity in its transition to the golden age that provides truth and answers. She now shares information from the Knowledge Book with you monthly on TransformationTalkRadio.com on Knowledge Book Radio. For more information, visit USA.TheKnowledgeBook.net. Tune in to Awaken Your Magic Within, reveal unconscious systems to discover your unstoppable freedom power. Join me, Tracy Lynn Wallace, on TransformationTalkRadio.com the first Tuesday of each month, 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern, to gain insight, direction, and tools to uncover limiting beliefs. Get ready to step into your unstoppable power to discover and uncover your magic within. Sometimes being human has its challenges. Our physical health falters, our spirits sag, our dreams don't immediately come to fruition. Welcome to the power of Maximum Medicine Radio. Join me, Doc Martin, in conversations that will blow your mind about healing. In our hit show, Doc Martin addresses the scientific with bridging to the mystical approaches to give you a new narrative about Maximum Medicine. In this live call-in show, we will journey into the extraordinary genius of the human body and talk about other beliefs that impact being your multidimensional self. We seek the seen and the unseen and explore the earthbound and the otherworldly, all with the purpose of calling forth the maximum you. To learn more about Doc Martin and Maximum Medicine, visit www.SharonMartinMD.com. You're listening to an encore presentation from the Transformation Talk Radio Network. Hey, everybody, welcome back. And actually, if you are listening, oh my God, if you were listening to KKNW stream, you got a glimpse of my birth chart. I, I, I have to spend more time with Carmen just to talk with her a little bit more, especially about my solar return. Because while I love and am fascinated by all of this, I am a student. And what I mean by being a student, you know, I am somebody that learns every, every day every day. Now, Carmen, before we go to Renee, I think we've got some information we're waiting to hear from Renee. Again, tell us how we find out about you. 
How do we schedule time with you? Um, how do we get a copy of the book? And then we're going to bring on Renee. Sure. Sure. So if you want to contact me, you can contact me um, through my website. It's www.the8and12houses.com. You can find my book on Llewellyn's website, amazon.com, Barnes and Noble, Books a Million, and it's called Sun Signs, Houses and Healing, Build Resilience and Transform Your Life Through Astrology. You can also email, I'm also on Facebook um, under Carmen Turner Shot Author. And also I have a Facebook page called Deep Soul Divers Astrology, and you can find me through there. I love that group. I, 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 I love that. I actually love them all. And I have to say that, you know, I just, I love your book because you're writing the book. You and I are both high school seniors at age 16 people. Yes. So we, we hit our senior year at 16, right? Yes. I didn't know I'd be homeless by the time I was 17. But, wow. but something about that youngness of high school senior, I, I finished high school and I thought, am I supposed to go back to school now? And then, no, the answer was no. Um, <laughs> but we've got a lot to talk about. And we're going to talk about it through Renee, through you. And that's how you get to meet Carmen in the book. Carmen, why don't we bring on Renee? Sure. Hi, Renee. Hi, Dr. Pat. Hi, Carmen. Hi, how are you? Hey, how can we help Good. you? Happy Friday. Well, um, I've been going through a um, Pluto transit, I think, on my ascendant, and I'm just wondering Ooh, what okay. that means. Oh, yes. what does that mean? That is powerful. Um, Pluto on the ascendant, you will have probably a complete change in your emotional nature, your identity your physical appearance, your relationships, every part of who you are is going to transform and change. And it can be very intense and uncomfortable at times because whenever Pluto or any planet transits the 12th house, and that's kind of where it's sitting right there on your 12th house, I'm getting ready to be in the first house, it sounds like it brings up all kinds of things that we have not healed. So anything from childhood, anything from the past will come up into consciousness to be uh, reflected on and healed and then released. And so um, I've had many friends that have um, been through the Pluto uh, 12th house transit and right on their ascendant. But the good news is you've been through the most difficult part of that transit through the 12th house. Now that it's on your first house, it's getting ready to go into your house of identity and um, your how you show the world. And so you're you are going to feel a lot better once it moves into the first house. You're going to feel um, happier, like an emotional weight is lifted off because it's a very heavy isn't, transit. Isn't it there now? I think because my Pluto's in Capricorn. My, is, I mean, is, my ascendant's in Capricorn. So isn't Pluto already in Capricorn? Well, it's, I'm talking about the first house. So it's, it's sitting on your ascendant. Oh, okay. did you, yeah. Did you go through a lot the, the past several years? Oh yeah. Okay. That, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Physically. Yes. Health, um, yeah. appearance, your body. Sometimes there's surgeries. Sometimes there's near death experiences. So, you know, there's all these things that happen and you've been through the hardest part. The good news is it's going. It's in the first house right there, getting ready to be in there, and it's going to be in there for many, many years. So you're probably going to completely change how you um, talk to people, 
you're probably going to be more um, assertive, more, you know, blunt, more vocal about what you feel and, and what you believe about things than you maybe were before. I like that. Yes. And it's a good time to transform yourself. Like if you, you know, a lot of people want to change their hair, change their, their hair color. Um, you know, lo- they lose a lot of weight or they start working out. You know, they get very into physical fitness when there's a Pluto first house transit. You know, they get really into um, taking care of their, their body and their mind um, and being um, all about you. So if you've sacrificed yourself for other people, Pluto in the first house is going to make you focus on yourself. And you're meant to. You're meant to say, how does this benefit my life? What do I really want? And, and you're going to have these deep transformations about what you really want and focusing on you instead of everyone else. That's wonderful. That's really timing, really good timing, yes. Yeah. It's yeah. great, isn't it, to really have that kind of understanding. It's wonderful. Of things, you still right? do readings? I do. I do. I do astrology consultations. I do. And, and um, if you contact me, um, also my email is Carmen T shot at gmail.com. You can contact me there through my website. Um, it's www8 and 12 houses.com. And I have a contact page there on my website. You can email me. It'll come right to my Gmail and I can write you right back. Yeah. I think it's really important because, you know, one of the things, uh, Renee, that I was talking with Carmen about was, you know, I, I've got my charts done. I have a brief understanding, but there's actually way lots of information for me to take in. And, you know, whenever you read something like I was reading this morning, one of my transits, transiting Saturn and sextile with native Venus. And then the, the punchline underneath it is the planetary energies flow together, open it to new possibilities, new connections. You see, this is the kind of thing, if you take it independently, it's one item. But there's so many other things that go on with that, right? And yeah. so you, Carmen will be able to help more with the multi-layer aspect of things. Does that make sense? Now, I know today is the sixth. And I know when I looked at this deal for today, it was like transit Chiron and semi-square with natal Jupiter. And then I read something different. The planetary energies conflict in determining subtle tensions. Calmness is required. I had a situation this morning out of nowhere that was exactly that. And it took calmness for me to reconcile it. But it's chilling sometimes. So, Renee, I hope you connect with Carmen. Yeah, thank you. Okay, great. Thank Thank you, Renee. You You bet. Um, For those of you out there, we are taking calls. If you'd like, 1-800-930-2819. Please say hi to Benny and give him some information. When I read that, I didn't read it till like two minutes ago. So it's after the fact. The scenario this morning was like sitting on a keg of dynamite. Oh. And... And you could see it had to do with Mercury and retrograde misunderstanding. I mean, it was just so many layers to it. But had I reacted any other way but calm, courteous, constructive, it wouldn't have been resolved. 
And see, these are the underpinnings or how should, how should we talk about it? These are the dynamic energy natures of these. Can you talk about that? Because sometimes you'll read, oh, this is going to happen and it's opportunities and connections. Oh, but wait a minute. Exactly like on this date, that's going to happen. And then it happens. It's like eerie. Yes. Eerie. So part of part of my research with astrology, um, I've also researched a lot about the Akashic records um, that Edgar Casey. I've studied a lot of his work that he did. And astrology is all throughout his readings. Um, and what I realize is that what is in our soul record is is in our chart. And there's certain things which the which our chart triggers. The transits trigger different lessons and things that we have to learn that are destined to happen. There's some things in our life that happen because they're meant to. And, and that that's good things, bad things, traumatic things. Some people lose parents at a young age. Some people, you know, why? People always ask, why is this happening to me? There's a reason for it because it's all about your learning and growth. And, and your natal chart is the map of your soul. It's the blueprint of why your soul came to earth and what it's here to master. And you can't escape why you're here. You will be either forced into it, blindsided to get there, or you can start understanding your chart and your lessons and the things you need to learn and work towards that and start mastering those energies. It's all the energy. So, you know, when we look at why we're here, we look at the, at the North node and the South node, because that is your soul mission. This lifetime is where that North node is. And what sign it's in, you're supposed to master that, those sign traits, what house it's in, that's where you're going to shine. And that is, and if I had to tell anyone the most important thing in their chart, it is their node. And and that all of the transits and everything that happens to us is happening to force us into that North node to get us doing what our soul wanted to come here to do and what we made an agreement to come here to do. And it's energy. The energy in our soul record, which is our, which represents our past lifetimes, all of these energies, it mirrors your natal chart. It's amazing when I do an Akashic Records consult for people and I haven't seen their chart, everything that I'm shown and see the images that, and what I write down, when I look at their chart, it is their chart. It is one and the same. They're connected. And one of the most important things in our life that gets us into our soul mission is looking at the Saturn return. When the planet Saturn returns, it happens to everyone on earth, even if they don't believe in astrology, it happens. And, um, and they're like, wow, that's so weird. Cause yeah, that happened to me, but I don't, I don't know astrology. I'm like, well, you were in your Saturn return because the first Saturn return happens at age 27 to 30. Before that time, we are living in the past. We are living in the traits of our South node. We are where we're comfortable, we're where we feel safe, and we're used to being that way, right? I'm a South Node Taurus. I'm all about being a Taurus, comfortable, cozy. I don't like change. I'm meant to be a North Node Scorpio. And I, I could feel that my whole life. I would have to go through these really intense things. And that first sad return is the first time I ever felt my North Node and Scorpio pull. And it, wow. was, it was painful. And, you know, during that Saturn return, the first one between 2730, if you start asking your friends and family and look at and, and look at what happened to your own life, many people get married during that time. They have children, they have babies, they divorce, 
they change careers, they graduate from college, they have a health crisis, they lose a parent, they move. There's all of these major life changes that happen. And that those things are meant to happen because that's the first time we start getting pushed into our North node, which is in our birth chart. Then our whole life, if I catch people early enough before their sand return, I'll tell them, these are the things you need to focus on. And then the sand return won't be as difficult for you. And it won't be as challenging because you're going to focus on these areas. If I catch people after, they usually just validate what I tell them. Oh, yeah, that happened. And, and man, that was really hard. But I, it made me stronger yeah. and it made me more resilient. And I realize I can overcome anything after going through those things. And then when people get age 57 to 60, you have your second Saturn return. And, it, and, and that is when by the time I do a chart for someone that is 62, they are in their node doing their soul mission. Every single person I have done a charts for that are 62 and up, they're like, oh yeah, all those things happen. And I, I'm, I am a Pisces North node and I'm doing this. And this is my mission. They're in it. They either, we get there no matter what. We either can work towards it and, and do it on our own and learn and be a student and try to get there. Or we can just, you know, let these things that are meant to be happen, these transits, these energies, because they're going to get you there no matter what. Don't worry. You will master your North Node. You will get there because everyone's here for a purpose. And that is the most important thing in our in our natal chart is that node. And, you know, for people, it's a little confusing when they look at their charts. Let's talk about it for those of you out there. And you're thinking, how do I find my North Node? Right. Um, and what, and you're, we're talking birth chart at the moment, right? Yes. Okay. And so if they took a look at their chart, like you were looking at my chart during the break, um, my birth chart actually. Um, and we looked at that, that North node and a lot of time people think North node and they look up, right? Yeah. 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 The North node, it's based on the calculation of the moon. So I don't want to get into the the math. Exactly. I'm going to make it simple. Yes. You go to astro.com and you you can get a free chart on astro.com. Okay. And what you need to know is your your date of birth, month, day, and year, your exact time of birth, a.m. or p.m., and your city, state, country of birth. If you go on there, you can can select a free natal uh, calculation natal chart calculation, you can calculate your natal chart. And when you look in there, you can select uh, different things you want to have included, like Chiron, the nodes and everything. Now, when that wheel, it's going to be a wheel that pulls up with 12 houses, which are areas of life. And it's kind of like in the center of that wheel is earth. So when you're born, this is where all the signs planets were in the constellations in the sky when you were born. And it's put onto paper. It's like a picture of the map of of your soul. And the North node looks like a horseshoe. Okay. With these two little circles and the South node is an upside down horseshoe. Like you're playing, you know, the, the horseshoes. So the South node is the upside down with the two little circles on top. The North node has the, the ring at the top with on the bottom that looking at what sign it's in and what house, what area life that will show you, okay, I'm, I'm Virgo or I'm Pisces in the 10th house. And I'm a South Node, um, you know, Virgo. So I need to release the past traits of Virgo and become more of a Pisces. You know, for me, I have to release being a Taurus and allowing change into my life and allowing 
transformation and rebirths throughout my life that get that are that are difficult. Um, but I'm meant to be a Scorpio. And so everything about Scorpio, I, I would recommend read about your North Node sign really read all about the North node sign because it's so important. Your sun sign's important. Your moon sign's important. That's all things you already know about yourself. You're like, yeah, that's me. Emotionally, I'm that way. You know, it's, it's going to validate you because it's a science. It's, it's energy. It, it's accurate. But the node is something we're not comfortable with because it's new. And yeah. we are not there yet. And our whole life is moving us and our experiences are moving us into that, that area, that node. And we're and, and it's our destiny to, to do it. I'm just now finally, I could say in my node, doing what I meant to do. And years ago, I thought I'm never going to ever get a book published. I'm never going to write. And my North node is in the third house of publishing, writing, communication. And it's in Scorpio. So I knew I meant to write about healing. And I meant to write um, powerful words to help people. And I meant to do it. And, and I finally, the timing was finally right. I mean, and it all worked out, but it took me many years. I'm 46 years old. So it took many years yeah. to get there. Um, but I knew if my chart is right, I meant to write. And so I've always tried to focus on writing. And that's yeah. what my what I did. It's fascinating. I think when you looked at my chart, I wasn't even paying attention to it. But I yeah. think it showed up in uh, 24 degrees Pisces, three degrees retrograde something. Um, and that was what in my one, two, three, four, fifth house, I guess it was. I never looked at it before. I've never like looked at it before. I mean, it's clear as day, right? But that, th that I looked at that, that's actually, that's wrong. That's my South node. Um, but the North node, when you looked at it is, and it's tricky, you got to get the thing yeah. right. Yeah. My yeah. North node was in my, is in the 11th house, Right. Yes. And that is 24 degrees Pisces and then something, something retrograde. So I don't even know what that is. Three degrees, something. But that's fascinating that it's in that 11th house. And I never paid attention to that. Mm -hmm. But when you started to tell me what the 11th house is about and where I am today, it, it's intriguing, yes. right? Yes. You are meant to reach large groups of people. And you do through what you do with the radio and your podcast. I mean, mm -hmm. you, it's it's it, humanitarian causes and efforts. It's innovation. It's technology. Um, anything with technology, Zoom, uh, everything. This is what you're meant to be doing. Yeah, and we're launching new technology on the 4th of July. I have to look that date up, though. But oh, yes. we are. Uh, well, you're, you're mm. meant to do that. You're meant and you're meant to to focus on spiritual topics talking to people about um, mystical, spiritual things, which is Pisces, artist, mm. artistic things, creative things, um, humanitarian efforts, which is always about helping large groups of people reaching the masses, you know, is the 11th house. It's the house of friendship. It's the house of groups. So working with groups of people, that is also where, where you're focused. Yeah. And I love the way you've done the book, because for those of you out there, when you get a copy of the book, you're going to see what Carmen does is she'll actually take us through and she'll go, for example, Aries in the first house. And you'll be able to read. I'm giving you an example from the book and you'll be able to read a bit about it. Right. Which will give you a little bit of an understanding. But to truly understand the dynamic, Carmen, that you and I are talking about now, you've got to put yourself in front of somebody that can help you interpret this. That's right. Right. 
And that's important because I, I took a minute to look at my birth chart and then my solar return. And then I put it over here because I didn't understand it. And so I would love to be able to hear what your perspective is on it. But you do such a beautiful job about writing about this in ways that average person can understand. Thank you. That's my goal. That that's that's what the third house is all about. Is I have a lot of astrology friends, and and when they write, it's so technical. Yeah. Anyone would put the book down because it, it, it's. It's it's too hard unless you're an astrologer, you know, and you really, you know, it's just it's not people are going to have a hard time, especially if they don't fully believe in it. Right. So my goal is the third house is all about basic education, basic knowledge, mm-hmm. making knowledge, high level knowledge understandable on a on a very basic level. See, I have the south node in the ninth house in Taurus. I've already studied and, and, and spent my life studying all these things and learning these things. But I'm meant now to teach everyone about these things I love on a basic practical level. Yeah. And that's what I'm doing with my North node and Scorpio in the third house. Wow. I'm writing to make it where it's fun and practical. And I love it. Sense. It makes sense. You know, it does. And uh, what I love is about the way you've laid this out. Um, Carmen, I got to thank you for coming here today. There's so much that you've really laid out here for people to understand. Um, again, how do we get a copy of the book? How do they schedule time with you? Please sure. give out some information. And thank you for joining us here today. Sure. Um, Sun Science Houses and Healing, you can get on Amazon.com, Llewellyn.com, Barnes & Noble, Books A Million. If you Google Sun Science Houses and Healing or you Google Carmen Turner Shot. My books will come up on on Amazon. Um, You can also find my website, which is www, the number eight and the number 12 houses.com. And I'm on Facebook uh, under Carmen Turner Shot author and um, Deep Soul Divers Astrology. I have a Facebook um, page on Facebook as well. I love it. Uh, What's your personal message? What do you want to leave us with today? Yes. Um. I want everyone to know that they can utilize, you can utilize your personality traits to find your strength and to overcome any type of trauma, loss, or challenge in your life. There's always a positive um, inner strength that you have, um, no matter how hard of an experience you go through, that you can survive and you can become resilient, which Mm -hmm. resilient means the ability to overcome hardship, the ability that, you know, something can bend, but it doesn't break. And that's the human spirit to me is that the human spirit cannot be broken. It can be bent. It can be challenged. It can, you know, we can feel depressed. We can have times where we don't know how we're going to move forward, but knowing your basic sun sign traits and strengths, you can utilize those to overcome anything. Mm -hmm. And, and it just takes a little bit of effort and a little bit of applying what we know and, and doing those things like self-care and, and, and taking care of ourselves, learning to tell people no when, we're, when we've been overwhelmed and we yeah. need some own time to recover and reflect. It, you don't have, you know, a lot of people that are in the spiritual fields, you know, in the helping professions, they're givers, they're caretakers, and they give, 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 but they're, they're not good at taking care of their yeah. own. Self and their own life, and, and no one's going to take care of you if you don't. 